0: What I realized as a new mother is that nobody cares about you. You're supposed to know right from the start, when your body has gone through quite, yeah, let's be honest, birth, yeah. whether it's natural or caesar, yeah. is traumatic, yeah. right? Yeah. Until 100 uh, uh. years, it was the main cause of death in mm. the whole of Africa for women. So it's very, very painful. And I'm sure the first time you had sex, that didn't feel very natural either. And that's uh, supposed no. the natural thing in the world. No. It's the the biggest thing you'll ever do and it's the thing you get judged the most on when you start questioning yourself and your self worth when you want to go to bed and not get up
1: that's postpartum don't hold back say it loud today hey as a new mum yes i needed this moment i needed this episode you know because there's a lot going on right um today i am so excited because we're going to talk all things new mom uh, what to expect what to continue to expect how to, how the journey is going to unfold okay <laughs> in studio we have sam cowan she is a radio personality a speaker author and super mom sam i'm so excited to have you
0: I'm so excited to be there. So I need you
1: said super mom. No, listen. I need all the advice. You have all the experience. Okay? Yeah, you I'm old.
0: I've got, I've got a 20-year-old son. 20-year-old? Yeah, take my hand, sister. Feel second. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Do you have a second born?
0: Uh, second born, 16-year-old girl.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I think you're in a very interesting space. Definitely. Okay, sure. Yeah. Listen, before we get into the topic for today, um, we have an interesting segment um, you know, on the show where a guest brings um, a snack. We're not going to get into detail in terms of why you brought the snack, but I just need to know, hey, that looks very nice. Nice too. Tell it's ice soup, and oh, I'm going to very, te- very quickly tell you why I have the snack. Okay, N- before you do that, um, l- let's talk about it later on to okay. the show. Oh, I see. And then, yes, oh, but they look very nice. They do look very nice. Just to let you know, I'm going to have one tiny bite, because you know, moss, I'm on this journey where I need to lose all the baby fat. Two months later. You look amazing. Thanks. I you should have seen that.
0: what I look like after <laughs> three <two> months. <laughs> I think I was still walking around with peanut butter on my shoe. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sam, um, as I said earlier on, um, I am a new mom. Mm. He's two months old. He's turning three months in a couple of weeks. Um, Gosh, he's so cute. They are so cute. Will I ever stop saying he's so cute? Probably when he turns about. 12. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. What happens then? (laughs) At 12, their voices break. Oh, gosh. 12, 14. Okay. And suddenly, you are so annoying. Uh Uh-huh. You are the most annoying thing that's ever happened.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Sam, I want to know more about what inspired you. I guess I, I, I do know the answer, but I want you to get more into it. What inspired you to write about motherhood? Um, was it from your own experience, um, your circle of friends? Like, just tell me about that journey. So what I realized as a
0: new mother is that nobody cares about you. Mm. So you're supposed to know right from the start when your body has gone through quite Yeah, let's be honest. Birth, whether it's natural or Caesar, is traumatic, right? When people say, yeah, but it's the most natural thing in the world. I go, Uh, no, until 100 uh, years, uh. it was the main cause of death in Mm. the whole of Africa Mm. for women. So it's very, very painful just because it's natural. I mean, I'm sure the first time you had sex, that didn't feel very natural either. That's Uh, supposed to be the most natural thing in the world. No. Anyway, so I realized that it's the... The biggest thing you'll ever do, and it's the thing you get judged the most on. Mm. And the other problem is the baby hasn't read the book.
1: Mm. So we get
0: all these books, and they're all amazing. Mm. But on page 28, your baby should be doing this. And then on 32, it should be doing something else. Mm. So what happened was I realized I felt so lonely. Mm. And everyone else seemed to be getting it right. Mm. And then one day, I mentioned something about how much I'd hated the first couple of weeks. And someone said, oh, the first year is terrible. I was like, sorry, what? No, we just don't talk about it. I said, why? Mm. We should talk about it. So I did. I talked about my pregnancy. I mean, I throw up for 18 weeks. Oh, my god! Okay, Yeah. And, you know, I would get in trouble at work. Like, you're never on air. Like, well, I can't you actually can't. move from the toilet. It's, and your biology has taken over, right? Mm. But that's not because you felt like lying next to the toilet. And then you get back from maternity leave and people say to you, oh, you know, I hope you enjoyed your break.
1: It wasn't a break. It's not a break.
0: So I wanted women to know they weren't alone. Mm. And in as funny a way as possible, because sometimes all you can do is laugh, right? Yeah. I'll tell you a great story. When my son was two, two and a half, before I got pregnant with my daughter, we went to Durban to see family. Yeah. So I've got him on one side. And I'm sure that the reason my left hip is always problematic is because he only ever wanted to sit on the left. So I've got him here. And as we're going through the turnstile, I feel like my bra wire has come loose. I don't know if that's ever happened to you.
1: Oh, my gosh. But you
0: can't stick your hand down there while you're in public. Oh, so, even on the plane, I didn't want to leave him, even though my husband was there, because, you know, if you go to the toilet, there's huge screaming. Everyone yes. looks at you like you did it on purpose. Yes. I get to Durban, and I go to the bathroom in what was still, I think, Durban Airport back then, before mm. it was King Shaka. And I go into my top to adjust my bra. Yes. And it's not my bra at all. He has finished a sucker and put the stick between my boots. <coughs> And I was like, now I'm a bin. First I was a food source and now I am a bin. So you know you, you, gotta no, you gotta laugh about that. You've got to laugh about that. You yeah. have to. You have to. Like the first time we prayed and I said, What are we gonna say thank you to God for? <laughs> and I'd made him, um, I'd made him what did I made him do? I think I made him come in to get clean. Yes. So he lay next to the bed, I sat, sat next to the bed and he went, Thank you, God, oh. for daddy and Lele. She was a housekeeper. Yes. And peas. Okay. So I went, and what about
1: mommy? He goes, no. He says, I don't like to love you today.
0: He went to bed <laughs> and you're like...
1: Oh, my gosh. Yep. Can can I just say thank you so much for validating my feelings yeah. um, because... I felt like I, w- I was being ridiculous when I was pregnant, preparing for my own birth, um, I had so many fears. And I felt like every time like I, w- I will express that, mm-hmm. I was being ridiculous because, oh my goodness, every, almost every woman goes through this. Why does your journey need to be so special? And I felt mm-hmm. so ridiculous, I'm like, I I need to be validated about my fears and whether I'm going to be a good mom, what is going to happen. Um, I'm about to prepare for a C-section. And a a lot of people that have experienced this have different, you know, um, feelings about it. Thank you so much for saying, yes, um, we may all be pregnant, but we go through different journeys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm.
0: The amount of blame I took having a caesarean section so the first one was an emergency and i felt like that was like my get out of jail free card Yes, you know? it was an emergency you know so you can't be angry second one was elective because i'd already had a caesar mm. so i literally said cut along the dotted line you know <laughs> anyway a week after my daughter was born my son got these terrible stomach cramps mm. so my husband was away so i drive him to the hospital myself and I get into the emergency room. They put us in casualty. I could barely stand. I should not have been driving. Mm. But my son was in agony, yeah. right? So I get there, and I'm like, oh. And oh, the doctor comes gosh. in. And he goes, so have you both got this? I said, no, he's got the cramps. I've come back from a seizure. He goes, yeah, you chicks who are too posh to push. Okay. And I said to him, I believe the first point of the Hippocratic Oath is first do no harm. Mm. So seeing as you've hurt me terribly, why don't you try and get it right on my son?
1: Hmm.
0: And it did hurt me, like. Who gets to decide, right? Sure. And if I can say one thing to women who have seizures, whether it's elective or emergency,
1: Mm. you're
0: doing the best for your baby, right? You really are. And more importantly, actually, you're doing the best for yourself. Because what I always say is, if you're not okay, Mm. how can you be okay for your child?
1: You know, the other thing that I was um, quite afraid of Mm. um, and I'd fear about is the depression after, you know, giving birth. Mm. And in African families, that's non-existent. Yeah non existent. Um, And I was worried about it because once again, I did not know how to express myself. Right. Um, I remember coming back and I had a very, um, you know, interesting and difficult um, time giving birth. I had a C-section and um, my little one had, uh, there's a medical term, but basically um, he ate his own poop. Yes, no, I understand that. Right, yeah. and um, they needed to uh, admit him to ICU for about a week. God. I got discharged before him, so I would only see him during visiting hours. Mm. I think I only got him a week later. Um, and then, also, my nanny had left. Um, my family is in the Eastern Cape. Sure. It's only my husband and I in Johannesburg. I'm a first-time mom. I had just gone through all this experience. I remember waking up in the middle of the night, like probably 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and I said to my husband, I'm not going to cope. I'm not going to cope. And he just looked at me and, and shame, I, I, from a man's perspective, it's like, nazi we just, you know, it's going to be okay. We just need to get it together. Yes. It's going to be. And I'm like, I'm not going to cope. I'm not going to cope. I'm really not going to cope. Um, so I, I know it's, it, it's things that a lot of women are going through. Yeah. Let's talk about it, the depression that comes after birth.
0: And, you know, I get so angry when you say that, not with you, mm. but because... There is such pressure on us to be sure. so perfect. Yeah. And while you look absolutely amazing, I bet you don't look like that all the time at home. No. I mean, here you're doing a program. Like no. that, and when I was doing um, um, Great Expectations on E, I also had to show up. Mm. And, and part of you is going, I, I cannot even get out of bed. Mm. And the judgment is real. How can you be depressed? You have such a beautiful child. Oh, and you're like, actually, how can I be so depressed? I must be a terrible mother. Yeah. And it's that blame game we play. And I and, and I want to just tell you this story because it was such a it was such a revelation for me. So every year we had to do a celebrity moms yes so I used to despise it
1: <laughs> I, I, can I used imagine. to despise like,
0: oh we're doing this again okay and for the most part they were all very nice mm. anyway there was one day where somebody phoned into the show and her voice was cracking oh, okay she went, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <sighs> And she said, I'm the kind of person who used to blow dry my hair every day. She goes, I don't think I've washed it for five days. Mm. So I said, and she goes, you all look so wonderful. So I said, well, you don't think I really look like this, do you? I said, two people have just worked on me for a whole hour, okay? Yes, yes. I I outsourced my appearance. And I actually pulled my top back to show they've powdered my chest. So I'm not a light. (laughs) So I'm not, like, radioactive. And I showed, Mm. like, there's a big light. Mm. Anyway, we um, we get to the ad break. And one of the moms who will remain nameless taps my knee. She goes, you mustn't do that. So what do you mean? She goes, You're destroying the myth. I went, good. Good, I'm glad you I'm just. You have destroying to. I, I want women to know that when your breasts leak, everyone's breasts leak.
1: You no know? one has it together.
0: No, and if you can't breastfeed and you've done everything you can, you are not a bad person.
1: Hmm. Those nipple
0: Nazis drive me absolutely mad. Oh God. Yeah, you, know, you need to breastfeed. Oh, you're not trying hard enough. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. If you can, fantastic. Mm. If you can't, then you can't. Yeah. You know, and it's not like in the olden days when there was no decent formula. Yeah. I mean, now it's so well put together that if that's your
1: choice, it's not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Talking about that is quite interesting. I went to see a friend of mine um, at hospital the other day. Um, her little one was not well, and <laughs> there was a sticker that was put in one of the the windows that said, um, "Breast milk helps." babies grow. And I was like, well, my baby is still growing and he's he's unfortunately not on breast milk, right? I I understand the advocacy behind it, but I was like, there are women unfortunately that cannot breastfeed or that do not want to breastfeed and that's totally also okay. So my
0: husband is five foot eight. I am five foot seven. Yes. I wore flats to my wedding. That's why I had such a great day. <laughs> my son, who was almost exclusively formula fed because nothing ca- even my doctor said this child's starving. <laughs> I think I fed him for two and a half weeks and he was exclusively formula fed after that and he is six foot one <laughs> and built and smart and funny and bright and brave. Mm. That's my formula,
1: babe. Mm. And I
0: think when you talk about the depression, what also comes up is we are given to understand as young mummies that every single thing we do is going to impact on that child's life
1: yeah and i'm here
0: to tell you it's not
1: yeah when people
0: say i'm a bad mom i go okay because i coach to this Mm. i go what makes you a bad mom no i have to work i go okay so how does that make you a bad mom Mm. no because i'm not home with my child and i go you know what newsflash our moms who didn't have to work Mm. that was a luxury we have to work, yeah. right? So our children don't know any better. Mm. They don't know that we were, ne- were always home and then we left. So yeah. that guilt must go. Mm. Okay, what else makes you a bad mother? Sometimes I don't like my child. Well, newsflash, <laughs> do you ever not like your partner? Mm. But you're still there, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're not going to like your child. Mm. And it's okay because you love them. Mm. But every now and again, you're going to think, why are you doing this to me? Even though they're not because you're tired. I mean, I remember getting my son into vegetables, you know, as if one of the first oh, saw it. And I was so proud. No, he was so good. Okay, good. And I used to boast about it, right? Because, like, what else did I have to boast about? I was the size <laughs> of a house, you know. I used to go to Builder's <coughs> Warehouse and they'd frisk me for stealing a weber. I'm mean, in a mountain, right? But my child liked, bre- uh, liked vegetables. So when he was four and he went to nursery school, he came home and my child, who used to eat bro- uh, broccoli with black pepper and butter, When I'm not eating that. I said, why not? Screen green yuck. Uh-oh. One of his friends had said, that's green yuck. And that was all my good work. So that's the thing as well, is you can get every meal right. Mm. You can make sure they have 2.37 hours of sleep every single afternoon. Mm. You can breastfeed. You can walk around barefoot wearing cheesecloth and singing hymns. Mm. The second they are out of your spectrum, they go to school, they go to grandma. You're only one piece of the puzzle, so yeah. you can't take on yeah. everything. My yeah. child wasn't allowed to eat sweets in the afternoon. He went to grandma. He used to come home with his mouth exploding. Oh, my gosh. I was like, have you got sweets?
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I said to mm-hmm. my
0: mother, what are you doing? You're a sadist. He's going to be away till 10. She goes, <laughs> I'm granny,
1: and I can do what I want. And then she got in the car and drove away. And then you're stuck with all of that. What a child that looks like it's high. Oh, gosh. Sam, I want to talk um, more about uh, postpartum depression. Mm. As I told you earlier on, I woke up, um, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, I woke up and I was like, I'm not going to cope. We definitely need help. Um, maybe there is someone that um, is, is sitting at home listening to mm. us. Like what are just, should I say the signs or what should they be looking out for um, in terms of postpartum depression? So I had
0: it horrifically. Um, I was sure I was the worst mother. I was sure I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't understand why he cried all the time. I took it all personally. Mm. I never went the whole, he's hungry, he's cold, he's tired. It was like, he and hates me. Can I tell it. you
1: a funny story? I'm so sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> so this one time, once again, was one of those 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Um, oh, you know, feeds. Yes. So he does feed, and then afterwards I'm trying to you know, soothe him back to sleep. He does not want me at all he wants his dad and I'm like at one point I said to his dad maybe it's me Am I demonic (laughs) my husband reminds me of it just yesterday I was like do you remember when you you thought you were demonic I was like maybe I I have the bad spirits what's happening why does not want me so
0: that's a perfect example because I was the same he hates me Mm. and your baby doesn't hate you Mm. but what we're used to as adults is if someone cries in front of you you think what did I do wrong right yeah so and we're both weepers Mm. so you know yep yep so when you start feeling like you are the worst mother when yeah. you start questioning yourself and your self-worth okay. when you want to go to bed and not get up yeah that's postpartum mm. and if you're prone to depression i mean i've been on med since i was 20. i've been on med since since before it was cool okay because i'm 50 now mm. and the side effects used to be horrific mm. but If you have been on meds before for depression or anxiety Mm. or any kind of mental health challenge, Mm. be aware of that. Make sure the people around you are aware of that. Because the reality is that however you feel is going to be magnified, not just because you've just had this baby and this massive physical trauma, but because you are tired all the time. Do you know that in terms of the Geneva Convention, Mm. sleep deprivation is considered torture? They haven't told our babies that. Mm. But that's it. So, and for those around you to know. So, if you keep saying everything's fine and it's not, do you know that I self-harmed. Sure. My husband came home the one day. Chris was screaming in his bedroom, and I was banging my head against the wall in the Sam. lounge. I was bleeding. There was blood on the wall, and he was going, what, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm a bad mother, and you need to go to him because either I must hurt myself or I must hurt my baby." Oh my god! And I don't know where this came. I mean, it's funny now, but it wasn't time. I said. We'd been to Prince Albert at the beginning of the year, and I said, "I'm going to move to Prince Albert and be a waitress, and I'm going to leave you all my money and my share in the house, and you must just find someone better." Sam. And I was at the doctor the next day, and she was like, "Right, come off the breastfeeding. You are going to bed this evening." You said to Martin, "I don't care who looks after this baby. She needs a night's sleep." Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started to sleep again, just that one night, it felt like I'd slept for seven days. Oh gosh. So when you are tired all the time, everything's magnified, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to blame yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, people, especially men, do not understand, mm. okay? And sometimes our grannies don't understand because are like, well, we did it. What's wrong with you? Correct. You know? Correct. And men can't understand. Some of them try. Yeah. But they can't. They don't know what it's like. Can I tell you something? Please. When I was vomiting and people at work were shouting at me, I, th- I said to the one guy, I said, if you were sick for 18 weeks, you'd be in hospital and men with white coats and clipboards would be, like, monitoring you. Mm. I mean, see a man who's vomiting for four days, he basically needs you know hospitalization we throw up and throw up and we get up and we go work we go express (coughs) at work and we get out and we go work you know we we feed our babies formula and we blame ourselves for being not being able to be real women we are real women Sam,
1: there's so much pressure. Mm. I, like, I could talk about this the whole day. There's so much pressure. Um, having gone through pregnancy, the birth, and being a first-time mom, mm. even if you're not a first-time mom, because it does not matter, no. right? Having to take care of a new baby, um, and then also there's a the pressure of, <laughs> I remember um, right after I had given birth, um, I was physically okay, but I think there was also an additional pressure of, making sure that I let people know of how quickly that I, I recovered. That is after a C-section, by the way. I remember two weeks in, uh, we went to the show with my husband and I, nice. and I was dancing. And, and then after a while, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? right? And um, now also having to bounce back when it comes to your body, the pressure, oh. the pressure of it all. For someone that is going through that, um, just a few words to say. Like, what would you say to them?
0: So, especially... If you've decided you've got to bounce back. So let me start with the outside, Mm. okay? If you're exercising because it feels good, fantastic. If you are overweight and feeling bad about yourself, do you know what you must do? Mm. Have a pedicure.
1: Okay. I will
0: tell you why. Your feet don't get fat. Okay. When your feet are pretty, you've got something pretty to look at all the time. When you're feeling sad, all you do is you put your foot up (laughs) like that. And it's like, I'm rocking my feet. And then you do something else. Mm. Maybe you go and have your hair tinted because now you can. Or, I mean... As a white woman, you, you're not supposed to do that when you're pregnant. Mm. And I, the first thing I did was take off that much like dark and gray. <laughs> like, let's sort that out. Mm. And, and work on that. Go for a facial. You know, just feel better about yourself. Remember mm. that you were a woman before you were a mother. Oh. That's not all you are. You yeah. are not just the dirty nappies. And let me tell you something else. When they turn to you and you are their go-to person, mm. that makes up everything and it does happen there's nothing that makes me angrier than women going oh you're never going to sleep again you're never going to get your body back those stretch marks they are going nowhere Mm. and you think to yourself why did I do this yeah but actually you did it because your biology said I need to have a child it Mm. is so strong I'm sure you felt the
1: same way yeah definitely
0: it's incredibly strong and that child is perfect for you and Mm. you are perfect for that child Uh.
1: I remember going, literally, um, every time I'll speak to a mom, oh, you decided to have a C-section? Oh, my goodness, your stomach will never be flat again. You're going to have stretch marks. It's going to be so sore. I couldn't move for the first month. After a while, you know what I did? I was like, la, 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 la. I cannot. I'm not. Everyone's experience is different. Absolutely. And even, I remember when I was lying in that bed, and my doctor was like, why are you shaking? Is it the, is it the medication? I was like, no, it's the fear. He's like, no, so we haven't even done anything. And then right after I would given birth, it was like, you, you see, it was all in your head. It was all in your head. And so I think that's one thing I just wanted to communicate that every experience is different. They may, we may all be pregnant. All pregnancies are the same, but all pregnancies are different. And just when you say that, because we talked before the show started about mm. what you have to look forward yeah. to. If you think
0: forward and you go oh but i'm still having to worry about this and what. don't it's a day at a time yeah it's a day at a time because they change so fast in that first year Mm. uh
1: (laughs) sam i want to play a little game with you because we continue so rapid fire questions. okay don't think much about it literally two seconds and that's it i'm going to ask you a couple of questions go for it first questions be honest famous radio uh, personality or tv presenter
0: Radio personality.
1: Where is it? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think I like um, the TV part. Really? Mm. But you're very good at it. Oh, thanks. (laughs) um, Number two, would you invite um, as a plus one to a Hollywood gala um, if your partner couldn't make it? Who would you invite? Who would you invite as a plus one if your partner couldn't make it? African Malone. You're stuck on an island for a week. Which band or artist would you listen to? Wow. (laughs) So for a whole week?
0: I'd hate them by the (laughs) end.
1: Uh, okay, for a
0: whole week I would probably listen to The Rolling Stones Okay no. mm-hmm.
1: But I'd hate them at the end Okay, oh yeah, yeah. You can you can listen to it the whole week yeah. Okay TV show that best presents motherhood Sure That is a tough one mm.
0: I don't know if any of them Present motherhood particularly well
1: <laughs> Maybe um, Oh, what's that one with Sophia Modern, modern Family oh, Okay, yeah. okay, okay Your worst career decision
0: I once Oh lord. Did an infomercial
1: Okay
0: For a breakfast cereal That I thought was very healthy And it wasn't And Yeah And I regretted it afterwards And you know what The lord looked down on me And said you're going to pay for this Because it was all being done In a house Like a rental house Yeah yeah And when the people came home They were like right Everyone has to leave And my transport didn't arrive So I stood on the side of the road And took high for nearly an hour No In a suitcase
1: Yeah I regret that <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, I have to laugh. At oh, you bed. must
1: laugh. What's the point otherwise? Did I have sugar and stuff like that? So much. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Sam, yeah. as, as, as we concluding um, some of the questions, once again, I, I think I just want to applaud you for validating, um, not only for me. I think this episode has been more personal for me, but I definitely know that there's going to be someone, um, you know, that resonates with it, and. Basically saying, yes, this is what I've been trying to mm. communicate. I'm so glad someone finally gets it. Right, And you're
0: doing it beautifully because, yes, you do look like this right now. Mm. But you're honest. You said, I don't look like this all no, the time. No, no, no.
1: Three hours ago, I had a penthouse on my head. You see? Yes. And trying to soothe um, my two tumor because he had his vaccination um, yesterday. And isn't no, no, that no. the
0: most special day afterwards? No,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It is okay not to be okay. Mm. It is okay
0: to question yourself and to say, what have I done? and this is I was a mom before you had these amazing internet forums like Mumsnet that was the first one that came out and yeah. I think that was a UK site. Yes. but now there were so many so when you're frightened and alone in the middle of the night you log on to one of those and say I'm frightened and alone in the middle of the night and someone else will be mm. or someone else will tell you it's going to be okay and you need that yeah. and yeah. that's where women need to support each other and not be going well I've got it all waxed because you know, we have none of us do Mm-mm. I remember shaving one leg for ages because <laughs> I had my son in like his little baby chair. So I would shave one leg out of the bath and then I'd be like, okay, and then the next night I'd put him on the other side and I'd shave the other leg out of the bath. I never had two legs that had the same degree of stubble.
1: Oh gosh. Okay, Sam, the, one, the other thing um, that I wanted to ask for my say the last one is maybe, I don't know, is it the way we communicate um, how we feeling that people just don't get or like just give me some pointers, some techniques um, in terms of how to best communicate how I'm feeling um, or, or just the period that I'm, that I'm at. Um, for example, there are moments where I'm like, you know what, I do not want to speak. <laughs> I cannot answer your call. Mm-hmm. I cannot be there for you at this point in time because the priority is, is going to be my child. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the case also with partners, babe. I love you so much, but at this point in time you're going to have to just yeah, Live take your a best moment. Life. Yes, <laughs> just take a moment. Um so just what are the techniques? How how do we communicate? How do we yeah, how do we do that? So the first thing is to be honest. Mm. So you don't have to say
0: I'm sobbing in my with a pantyhose on my head. Mm. Okay. But you can say um I'm absolutely exhausted. Can I get back to you in a day or two? Yeah. And you know what? Your real friends will not have a problem with
1: that. Yeah. They
0: won't. Anyone who goes, well, actually, I need this document done. Actually, I need, if anyone puts the word actually in a sentence, they're not your friend. (laughs) If anyone uses the words just quickly, they're not your friend. Can you just quickly? There's never anything just or quick about that. And the other thing is to be honest with yourself. And I think this is the most important part. Mm. Because we can't be honest with others if we're not honest with ourselves. If we're going, look, everything's fine and it's okay if you can't help me, but
1: Mm.
0: it's not. And when people say, what can I do to help? Or I'll do anything to help, then give them things to do. Say, listen, I'm not going to get to the shops this week. I'll give you my card. Could you please come and do the yeah. shop for me? I did that. Mm. You know? And that's how to do it, is to be honest. But first of all, to say, what do I need? What support do I need? And who could I phone for that? Because sometimes you just need someone to make you laugh, right? Yeah. And there's a wonderful C.S. Lewis quote where he says, friendship is born in the moment,
1: mm. where two
0: people look at each other and say, you too, I mm. thought I was the only one.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ah, yeah. Find your tribe. Do not make me emotional. Okay. <laughs> Before I, uh, I even get emotional or anything yes. like that, let's go into the snack. Okay. Now, tell me the story behind the snack. First of all, you can, you
0: can get any child to be happy in the back of the car if you've got these in the glove compartment. These are never in my cupboard. Okay. They're always in the glove compartment, even though my children are now too old. <laughs> Secondly, now, Sham, I'm going to run down ice to you, but they're really... So now you can see that these are actually um, animals. You can see that's a tortoise. You can see that's an, uh, I mean, it looks like a springbok, actually. (laughs) But for the longest time, it was like just little blobs of icing. Now, Mm. if you want to keep your child entertained, go, tell mummy which animal this is.
1: Then they're not worrying about
0: opening the window and why can't they have that and pulling their sister's hair or whatever it is, because now they're trying to work out what the animal is. It's easy now. Before, you, they're like, it's a tortoise, and you look and you're like, (laughs) <laughs> it, it, could, it could be, you know? Yeah. So these are, are fantastic for that. And also, as a grown-up, oh, it takes me back mm. to when I was a little girl. Mm. And now we just eat chocolates and chips and ice cream all the time. Yes. Okay? Yes. And I'm certainly putting myself in there, but these were the greatest treat. At the mm. beginning of the month, after payday, yes. we'd get Isu. <sighs> End of the month, jam sandwiches. But at the beginning of the month, Isu.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm writing all these pointers down for my, for my own neck. For, for Lumi, so that also at the back of the car, uh, what animal is that lovey? <laughs> I promise you. Oh gosh, okay, let's yes. taste. Hey, I'm gonna have a tiny bite. I doubt though. Some you I'm have having to taste a pink one it.
0: because I love pink. I love pink. And when I was little, I wasn't allowed to eat uh, wear pink. Why? Mm. not be chewing into the microphone, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing crumbs milk. Because my mother said it didn't suit me. So I never wore pink. Until I was 30. In fact, 34. Because I bought maternity clothes in pink because I knew I was um, pregnant with my daughter. Yes. And I turned her room into a womb. Everything was pink. Good. With a bit of white. And after that I thought, well, why can't I wear pink? I love pink. I don't care you if look it doesn't suit me. beautiful in I pink. I think so too. I really do. So, pink it is. So I always eat the pink ones.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's nice to know. You look beautiful so in do pink, you. and I'm so happy that you finally realized that. Thank you, and you look beautiful nonstop. Thank you, I try my best. Okay, uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, talking about your experience it makes me—it rem- reminds me of an event that I went to a couple of days ago, and um, it talks about how you know celebrating Women's mm. Month. Um, being unique and and being bold Mm. but the first thing I said was we need to um, take it back we need to start from the beginning um, because it's quite difficult for me to talk about being beautiful and unique to Mm. women um, that have made gone through trauma when while they were growing up being told that they're not unique that they're not beautiful so I think that the way that we're going to be able to change the narrative is how we raise our own children absolutely um is what we say to our own children is how we see our own children. I think the greatest tragedy is having to repeat the the, the trauma and the childhood that mm. we had that was not pleasant to our own children. So you just reminded me of that, that we need to do better. We need to do better with our own kids. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right.
0: And if we're going to... Be, you've got a son. Yes. Don't worry. A daughter is coming. You've got daughter energy. Oh, gosh. And... um. And I'm when you scared. have a daughter, it doesn't matter what you tell her, you've mm. got to live it. Because if you're not eating properly, but you say you need to eat all of the stuff, and yeah. you're busy eating ice zoo at the end of the day, yes, really. <laughs> What's she going to do? If yeah. you are insecure and question your own looks, how do you tell her she's beautiful yeah. when she sees the most important woman in her life?
1: Oh, questioning herself. Sam,
0: You've got to live it. You've got to live it. And my daughter is so comfortable in her skin, I'll never forget. Um, she did really well in her exams, Mm. and she said, mommy, are you proud of me? So I said, yes, my darling, I'm always proud of me, and she went, "What, proud of you. She Mm. goes, well, what's the point of that? How will I know if I've done anything special? (laughs) Girl energy.
1: I can't wait, I really cannot wait. Sam, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Oh gosh, this has been such an eye-opener, once again validating um, this whole journey. I feel seen, I feel heard, And I love that. Thank you so, so much. It's a pleasure. I see you for the win. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that is where we leave it for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Don't Hold Back. Um, This is where we say it loud. This podcast has been a partnership between DW, Jacaranda FM, and East East Coast Radio. I am your host, (laughs) Nunozimele Mayaba. Catch this episode and many other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, goodbye. Say loud. Stay loud.